And now we are going to turn to our weekly Earth What. And out of the gate, I'd like to thank the Global Justice Ecology Project. They partner with us for both our weekly Earth Minute as well as our weekly Earth Watch. Now, genetically modified foods are foods derived from organisms whose genetic material, DNA, has been modified in a way that just isn't natural. It isn't part of nature. Uh, it is, they introduce a gene, for example, from a different organism. Now, most available uh, genetically modified foods are uh, stem from plants. And as I said earlier, you have multinational corporations that are pushing GM crops, GM food, GM trees, GM fish, and they're up against environmentalists who are outright opposed to them or question the need uh, for them. And it remains to be seen if we're going to be seeing a future where uh, so much of our food derived from genetically modified organisms or animals uh, in on the market. And a lot of us don't even know what genetically modified foods we're eating. Um, in California, for example, Monsanto and DuPont, Monsanto now bought over by Bayer, along with large supermarket brands, Kraft, Heinz, Sara Lee, PepsiCo, they spent millions of dollars to oppose California's GMO labeling law. Um, 53% of the state voters opposed for it. 47% were in favor of label of the labeling. Now, in the, the polling, actually, those in favor of the labeling was ahead. But then, uh, just close to the last minute, you have these huge multinational corporations pouring in millions of dollars uh, to uh, defeat that. Uh, move. What I'd like to do now to discuss uh, more of uh, all of this in particular um, on the uh, genetically modified salmon, I'd like to welcome J.D. Hansen, Policy Director for the Center for Food Safety. His expertise includes emerging technology issues are related to nanotechnology, synthetic biology, animal clothes, cloning, animal genetic engineering, and gene editing. Um, J.D. Hansen, welcome. Tell us a bit then about the, the sequence of this idea of genetically modified uh, salmon. There was a 2021 U.S. District Court in uh, the Northern District of California um, who agreed with the ruling that the FDA they ignored basically the serious environmental consequences of approving genetically modified uh, salmon. Uh, tell us how all of that came about and what, what has happened since with genetically modified salmon. Well, we, we sued the uh, Food and Drug Administration, uh, arguing that they had done a lousy job of doing the environmental assessments, a totally inadequate job of doing the endangered species assessment, and they're using the new animal drug law as a way of, of approving this animal was illegal. The judge agreed with us on two of those three. The judge said that the FDA has a right to use whatever way it wants to to regulate the animals so that we didn't win the new animal drug is a bad idea. But we did win. The court ordered 
the Food and Drug Administration to go back and redo its endangered species assessment. Now, this is a Atlantic salmon, which is an endangered animal. And so we're going to be potentially letting loose into the environment a genetically engineered animal that could breed with the wild endangered Atlantic salmon. And they did a totally inadequate job of reviewing that. Didn't even talk to the parts of the government they're supposed to talk to. And then their environmental assessment as a whole was inadequate. Now, more than a year later, we don't know if the FDA has done anything or not. And so we we asked through Freedom of Information request and did not get an answer. So now we're having to sue the FDA to, to find out whether or not they're following the judge's order. The original suit, I understand, was filed in 2016 by the Kinalt Indigenous Native American Tribe in Washington State, and they sued along with environmental and fishing organizations in terms of approving the safety of genetically modified salmon. So what what's the problem? I mean, why... Why is there an outcry against uh, genetically modified salmon? Well, one, because raising genetically modified salmon near where wild salmon breed, that makes it dangerous environmentally. Two, their assessments of things like whether this new genetic engineered salmon will cause people to have more allergic reactions. They tested all of six fish of the kind that they want us to eat. Six sterile fish. Uh, They say we're only going to eat sterile fish, they say. But they have to have fertile fish to breed them. And the FDA said the six fertile fish they tested caused allergic reactions, were more likely to cause allergic reactions, so you couldn't put them in the market. Well, the problem is... They're assuming that these fertile fish will never get loose. They're now opening a big facility in Ohio to produce more of these fish. So we've asked the FDA to review the environmental risk of that new facility. There's a hormone that's created when you add other growth hormones in higher numbers called IGF-1. We know that causes cancer in humans, and the study the company did on that was inadequate too. But it's on the market in Canada already, and they're they're they keep saying they're going to release it to the U.S. market, and so far we haven't found that their release actually has happened. Yeah, but you know, you talked about escaping into the wild. I mean, are they really going to be able to just contain um, this fish? I know, you know, going to the market of exposure, I do, I still do eat fish um, and always try to look for fish that are wild caught. Um, But it just seems to me as though there is a very real possibility, if it hasn't happened already, for this genetically engineered salmon to be out, you know, swimming around with, with other salmon. And I don't know what all of the implications of that uh, could be. And it means that when people also are thinking, well, they're getting uh, wild caught salmon. Well, maybe not. Um, just your thoughts well, on this whole escaping risk. Well, right now, they're raising most of these fish in Canada. The problem is, where they're raising them in Canada, you've got wild Atlantic salmon. But the Canadians have allowed this, even even though their own fisheries 
department has said there is a risk of escape. The main production facility, I've been there, it's 120 feet from the ocean, and it's uh, maybe 10 feet in elevation, but this is a part of Canada that gets really strong storms, including hurricanes. So they could be washed out. They're hiring local people. And all you need is uh, one of the guys that work there saying, oh, I need some salmon eggs to uh, catch other fish this weekend. I'll just take some of these. And you could have them hatch out. Yeah. And I mean, if, if they escape into the wild, into the ocean in Canada, I mean, the ocean is a huge place. That doesn't mean that it's going to stay in, quote unquote, Canadian uh, waters. But J.D. Hansen, you have served in the National Marine Fisheries uh, Service. You started the Environmental Justice Program for the United Methodist Church. Uh, you've co-authored principles uh, for the oversight of genetic uh, biology and much more U.S. co-chair of the Nanotechnology Task Force of the Transatlantic uh, Consumers uh, Dialogue. You're a member of the Synthetic Biology Experts Committee for the Convention of Biological Diversity. You're a fellow of the Institute of Biotechnology and the Human Future. So I know we're, we're very focused now on the the GM salmon, uh, but we have also been been covering with some people from the uh, Global Justice Ecology Project. They have a whole campaign uh, against GE trees, and there's a whole move now because of the threat of the quote unquote American uh, chestnut, meaning the chestnut in the United States, that it can be saved with uh, genetic uh, modification. And we have also uh, covered. Uh, a lot the work of uh, Monsanto, which has now been bought by Bayer of these uh, genetically engineered, genetically modified seeds uh, that sometimes the wind blows them just like the wild salmon, the genetically uh, modified salmon could escape. You've got these genetically modified seeds where the the winds could blow them anywhere, including in areas where people are trying to grow organically. And then they're also very expensive. And you have farmers in India um, getting into trouble and some of them even committing suicide because they can't afford to, you know, to, to buy this stuff. Right. So I just wanted you to, 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 uh, to just talk a little bit about this whole global growth with, with Bayer. You have Dow and DuPont that has now been rebranded as Corteva, uh, ChemChina, um, you know, BSAF. I mean, these are huge multinational uh, corporations. And all of this seems to be seeping into the seeds, the, the 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 corn, the food we eat, the trees, and and now the salmon, um, and a lot of it pegged as well. This is one of the ways that we could feed the world and and provide, you know, stop world hunger and and all of that is how it's pegged. Just you know, give us your thought as we are wrapping up here on this whole move towards uh, genetic engineering, genetically modified uh, a lot of what we eat. The biggest crops are the grain crops that have been genetically engineered so that now Bayer can spray its poisonous chemicals more and more. California was the first place that had a Mansu Monsanto and when. 
and he was a groundskeeper in the Benicia, California high school, but had gotten cancer from spraying so much Roundup. But what these companies really want to do is control everything that's in the ground and everything we eat. It's as much about control, and they're making it impossible for anybody else to effectively raise crops and raise livestock and raise fish. That's what it's about. And if the GE salmon, are, you know, ironically, is another one of these cases that all of the money for it is coming from one billionaire. Their stock officially it, it trades, but the reality is it's one one billionaire that wants to just play with this. And you know, some of the other big companies, it's one or two really rich people wanting to control so much of agriculture. Right, and and make tons of money uh, for themselves. And, you know, the the sad thing about it, I mean, I I can't stand Roundup. I mean, I have uh, respiratory uh, issues uh, related to the pollution, you know, living in inner city, um, East L.A., uh, close to a freeway. You've got all all of that uh, pollution. But then you also have all this spraying of Roundup and and other, uh, you know, weed control things. And and here you have, you know, families with children, moms are taking their kids to the park, you're having a picnic, you're sitting on the grass, and, and you have no idea that that stuff has been treated, you know, with Roundup or some other toxic uh, chemical. So, you know, this is something I really think we all need to be paying some attention to. But uh, J.D. Hansen, for people who want to find out a bit more about your work, about what is happening um, with this uh, genetically uh, modified salmon, uh, what should they do? Are there any websites or places they can go to become more informed about all of this? Go to your favorite search engine and search for centerforfoodsafety.org. And we've got uh, some wonderful communications people that put up all the stuff I do and all the stuff that other uh, staff do. Sign up for our action alerts. Right now, we're working in California to try to get the Department of Pesticide Regulation to stop the approval of genetically modified mosquitoes to be released in the Central Valley. Go onto our website, uh, centerforfoodsafety.org, for salmon, fight the sale of salmon to fight the release of genetically modified mosquitoes and uh, the new pesticides that these companies are trying to use on GMO crops. Give that website again for folks who are trying to write it down here. Center for foodsafety.org. Well, uh, J.D. Hansen, thank you so very much uh, for your work. And we also want to thank the Global Justice Ecology Project. We partner with them for our weekly Earth Watch and our weekly Earth Minute. But we are out of time, so we are going to have to leave it there. Uh, J.D., all the best. Thank you for joining us. And, and thank you and all the best to you and your listeners, too.